Welcome to Life Church's online Sunday message on this Mother's Day. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us and to learn with us. I'd encourage you, as you're watching this online, to leave a comment below to let us know that you're here and share the message with a friend. To begin with this morning, let's read from Psalm 99. It says, The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He's exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. So let's begin this morning with prayer. Father, this morning we come before you and we thank you for this beautiful day. And we thank you most of all that you reign in heaven. That you are king of kings and lord of lords. And you are sovereign over this entire earth. Nothing happens Without your permission, we thank you that you are a great ruler, God. We thank you that you are exalted over every other ruler, over every other government, over every other power that may exist on this planet. And today we come together to praise you, God, to worship you, to learn from you, and to follow you. We ask that you bless this message of God's word as it goes out that you prepare hearts to receive, and that you encourage everyone that hears. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, happy Mother's Day again. Uh, we're, we're glad that you've joined us to worship on this special day that we honor mothers. You know, a mother has the joy and responsibility of, of raising children. And a Christian mother has a goal to, to raise her children to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we get started today, let's, let's watch a video about all the ways that mothers influence their children's lives. This video is called Shine. God is there to help each and every mother shine for their children. 
Paul writes of the important role that mothers play in the faith of their children in 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And so Paul is writing to Timothy and he's telling of how the faith of a mother the first mother, the grandmother was Lois, was passed on to her daughter Eunice. And then in turn, Eunice passed her faith on to her son Timothy, who was a faithful co-worker with Paul. And so there are three generations that have been influenced and impacted by these two mothers' faith, Lois and Eunice. Now, passing your faith down to your children is not automatic. Just because a mother believes doesn't mean that every child will automatically believe. It takes prayer. It takes faith. It takes words. It takes action. It takes perseverance. But we have a promise in God's Word in Proverbs 22, verse 6, which tells us, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And so this promise of God's Word speaks of the importance of training up children in God's way while they are still in the home. And this type of godly training will have a lifelong impact on each child. Now sometimes there are challenges in raising children for the Lord. A child may rebel against the Lord for a time in their teenage years or, or perhaps even when they leave home and get out on their own. Or maybe parents may themselves not have been walking with the Lord when they had their children, when they were raising their children. But no matter if your children are walking with the Lord today or not, God wants to use you as a believing mother in their lives. God desires for you to pray and counsel your child, whether they're at home, still at home with you, or away from home. First of all, to make sure that they are saved, and secondly, that they are walking out God's plan for their lives. Now, today's message I've entitled Transformation. And we're going to be looking at the life of a man named Saul in Acts chapter 9. A young Jewish man, Saul was bent on persecuting Christians and imprisoning them and even putting them to death. But Paul was transformed into a loving and courageous follower of Jesus Christ. And if God can transform a young man named Saul, into a beloved apostle Paul, then he has the power to transform your children into followers of Jesus as well. And so today we're going to look at three different ways that, that a mother can pray for their children in each stage of their lives. Whether the children are still at home or they are away from home. And so the first foundational prayer to pray is that your child will will believe in Jesus Christ. The salvation of a child is the most important goal of any mother. And although our message this morning is not about a mother, it's, it's about how God worked in Saul's life, my prayer is that it will encourage every mother who is listening this morning. So our story this morning begins in Acts chapter 9, verse 1. It says, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. 
And so Saul was raised in a Jewish home. He was taught the Old Testament scriptures by a well-known rabbi. And he thought he was being faithful to his Jewish faith by persecuting believers in Jesus and putting them into prison. He thought followers of Jesus was a threat to his Jewish religion. Saul had even been part of the movement that put Stephen to death by stoning, which we talked about last week. And you can hardly imagine anyone further away from becoming a believer or follower of Jesus Christ than Saul. But remember, nothing is impossible for God. Our story continues in verse 3. It says, Now as he, that is Saul, went on his way, he approached Damascus. And suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Well, after the martyrdom of Stephen in Jerusalem, the persecution of Christians there had greatly increased. And many of the Christians left Jerusalem and fled away from Jerusalem to avoid the persecution. And many sought refuge in the city of Damascus in Syria. Now Saul understood where the Christians had gone to and he received authority to go to Damascus to arrest and bring back the believers to Jerusalem so that they could be prosecuted. But on the road to Damascus, on the way to persecuting Christians, God broke into Saul's world. A brilliant light shone on him and blinded him and an audible voice spoke to him. Well, Saul replied in verse 5 and he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. So I believe that Saul was immediately aware that God was there, that God was speaking to him. But now, as this voice spoke, he received the shock of his life. Because the speaker identified himself as Jesus. And by persecuting the followers of Jesus, Saul had been persecuting Jesus himself. In fact, Saul thought Jesus was dead, crucified on the cross. But here he was alive, speaking to him. And so in a moment of time, Saul's entire world was turned upside down. He immediately realized he had been completely wrong in his beliefs. Jesus would be his Lord from now on because Jesus was not dead. He was alive. And he would tell him what to do. And so Saul's life had been radically transformed in a few minutes by the power of God. Last Sunday, we noted that Saul had been present at, at Stephen's stoning and there Stephen had prayed that God would forgive those who were putting him to death. And now Stephen's prayers had been answered. Saul was awakened to the reality of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And his mind was changed as he believed in Jesus. Now let's bring this back to the mothers of today. As a mother, you can't make or force your child to become a believer in Jesus. But you can pray for them. You can teach them God's word. You can show them what it means to be a believer through your life, through your words, through your attitudes, through your actions. And as you do that, the Holy Spirit can work in your child's life, preparing them and leading them to faith in Jesus so that they can be saved. 
Now, God's timing is different for every child. Some are saved at an early age. Others, when they are older. Perhaps you weren't a believer or weren't walking with the Lord when you were raising your children. But don't give up hope. You can still pray for them. You can still talk to them about Jesus even after they've left home. Trust that if God could save Saul, who was so far away from Jesus, that he can save your children as well. And once your children are saved, pray for your child to discover God's plan. God has a plan for every person's life when they are saved. God wants each person to know that plan. He wants to show them his plan, and he wants them to follow that plan for their lives. But it does not happen automatically. You can miss God's plan for your life. Well, let's see how God communicated his plan to Saul, who had just been saved. Let's read in verse 11. And this is the Lord speaking to a man named Ananias. And the Lord said to him, rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. And so the Lord had appeared in a vision to a man named Ananias. We don't know much about him, but God spoke to him. And gave him instructions to find and speak to Saul. Saul was now saved, but he had no idea what God's plan for his life was. He knew very little. He knew the Old Testament scriptures, but that's about all he knew. God was going to use this other believer, Ananias, to help Saul discover God's plan for his life. Now, Ananias wasn't too sure that that God was working in Saul's life. And so he replies back to the Lord in verse 13. Verse 13, it says, but Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And so understandably, Saul had a very bad reputation among believers and undoubtedly Ananias was worried. If he spoke to Saul, he would end up in prison, bound, carried back to Jerusalem, and put on trial. But the Lord answered Ananias and told him that he had a plan for Saul. That Saul was now a believer. That Saul was now his brother in Christ. And Saul would go from being a persecutor of Christians to an apostle for Jesus. To the Gentiles, to kings, and even to the Jews. An amazing transformation and so Ananias obeyed the Lord and went to visit Saul continuing the story in verse 17 so Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him he said brother Saul the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit and immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight then he rose And was baptized. So God used Ananias in Saul's life. Ananias laid his hands on Saul. Prayed for him. And in that instant. Saul's eyes that had been blinded by this brilliant light on the road. Were healed. He could see again. Saul was also filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Received the power of the Holy Spirit into his life. And then Ananias helped Saul to be water baptized. And so Saul now had the spiritual foundation in place. And was well on his way to discovering God's plan for his life. 
So let's get back to, to talking about mothers. Once a child becomes a, a believer, that is not the end of God's work or des- what God desires to do in their lives. In order to discover and fully live out God's plan for their lives, they need the same foundations of faith to be placed in their lives as was in Saul's life. Besides salvation, each new believer, each child that becomes a believer needs to be spirit baptized and water baptized. And so pray and teach your children as God leads you in these spiritual foundational steps. And then each child needs to discover and follow God's plan for their lives. Now, God's plan for a person's life is multifaceted. God has plans for your child's schooling, for their career, for their marriage, for their family, as well as their ministry in a good church. And so as you continue to pray and give godly counsel to your children over the years, you will see God answer your prayers one after another. Now, of course, no child is perfect. Each will make some mistakes in life. But as you continue to support them spiritually as their mother, God will do great things in and through them. And finally, pray for your child to complete God's purpose. Now, in our story so far about Saul, we've seen how his life was transformed as he was saved through an encounter with Jesus Christ. And God next helped him to discover the plan for his life. As he was spirit and water baptized, and Ananias began to give him speak uh, prophetic words into his life about what God had planned for him. But as we're going to see, there were going to be challenges to God's plan that would continue throughout Paul's life. Let's see how that plays out in the next verses. Verse 22. It says, But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. And so after Paul was saved and baptized, he immediately began to preach to the Jews in the synagogues in the place where he was at in Damascus, proving from the Old Testament scriptures that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ. And so Saul was rapidly growing in the Lord and great things were happening through his ministry. But wherever God moves in in great power, there's going to be attacks of the enemy. There's going to be attacks of Satan. And that's what we see happened with Saul. Verse 23. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And so the Jews that were in the synagogues in Damascus certainly did not like Saul's preaching He was preaching to the people about Jesus. People were getting saved. And then they would leave the synagogue and become part of the church. And so they began to plot to kill Saul, just as Saul had previously plotted to kill believers. The hunter had become the hunted. But the Lord alerted Saul to their plot. Other believers helped him escape in the night by lowering him down outside the city walls. And so he was able to escape undetected so there was an attack in the early part of Saul's walk with the Lord let's continue the story in verse 28 it says so he went in this speaking of Saul and out among them at Jerusalem preaching boldly in the name of the Lord and he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists but they were seeking to kill him and when the brothers learned this they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus 
So this is condensing Saul's early life. In Acts chapter 9, we read other, where, other places that after escaping from Damascus, Saul spent three years in the desert of Arabia, spending time with the Lord, learning more about the faith, growing spiritually. And after that time of discipleship, he went to Jerusalem to meet with the other apostles. And while he was in Jerusalem, he began to preach about Jesus. In Jerusalem, which was the center of the Jewish religion, it was where the temple was, Sanhedrin, and all of the Jewish leaders. Now the Hellenists, which were the Greek-speaking Jews, did not like what he was teaching either. And so they too sought to kill him. Again, Saul escaped and began to walk in God's purpose for his life. And at the end of Saul's life, who was eventually renamed Paul, Paul was able to say that he had finished the race that God had set for him to run in life. He had completed God's purpose for his life. And so as a mother, as you, as you pray for your child's salvation, that is just the start. Then you pray for them to discover and begin to follow God's plan for their lives. But just as there were attacks on Saul, so there will be attacks of the enemy on your child as they seek to follow God's plan. And so lift up your child to the Lord and pray for their protection so that they can complete God's purpose for them. Pray that they do not fall away from the Lord, but if, if they should wander, that they'll find their way back to the Lord. I believe that God has ordained that one of the purposes of a Christian mother is to be a prayer warrior for her children. Not just when they're in the home, but throughout life. Now, of course, fathers are to be involved in everything we talked about this morning, but today it's Mother's Day and we're focusing on the role of mothers. And even if things look difficult for your children, perhaps the situation they're in, perhaps their attitude towards the Lord, don't give up hope. God gave those children to you. You're the only mother that they've ever had, and He will give you wisdom to pray for them and counsel them until God's plan is worked in their lives. Attacks will come, but the Lord will see them through. And so the story of God's transformation of Saul as a, as a murderer of Christians to the foremost apostle Paul is, is remarkable. It shows us God's great power to transform anyone through His Spirit. And as a mother this morning, be encouraged that no matter what your children are going through, as you pray, God will bring them through it. As you continue to pray for and believe in God's power, your children can be saved, they can follow, they can complete God's plan for their lives. And so this morning, as, as you as a believing mother are seeking for your children to walk with God, I believe that God is pleased with your prayers and your ministry that you've made for each child over the years. And He's going to do great things in answer to your prayer and to your faith. And so this week, in your time of prayer for your children, thank Him for the way He has been working in their lives until now. And thank Him for how He's going to continue in the future. Remember, nothing is impossible for God. All things are possible with Him. Now this morning, I want to give an opportunity to you, as you're listening, to be saved if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, or perhaps you've wandered away. 
and you'd like to recommit your life to him this morning. I'd like to give you an opportunity to pray with me, to be born again, to have eternal life. And we're going to pray a three-part prayer, very simple prayer. It's A, B, C, A, admit that you've sinned. Repent, turn away from that sin. B, believe in Jesus that he died to forgive your sin. And C, commit your life to following him as the risen Lord and Savior. So let's bow our heads right now and pray along with me. Say something like this. Father, today, I admit that I've sinned. I've done wrong things in my life and I I turn away from those sins. I, I repent of them. I believe that Jesus died on the cross paid the penalty for my sins that I might be forgiven. Please forgive me. I believe three days later he rose from the dead and I commit myself to following him as my Lord and Savior. For those of us who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we thank you for each mother that is listening this morning. We thank you for blessing their lives with the children that you've given to them. We thank you that each child that they have born has been uniquely suited to be their child. You've made no mistakes in which children you match with which mother. We pray that you'd encourage each mother this morning and let them know that you're working in their lives and the lives of their children. Show them that every prayer that they've prayed and every word or act of love for their children will have an impact on those children's lives. May each mother continue to pray for their child's salvation until their child is saved. And then continue to pray that those children would discover God's plan for their lives. May each mother strengthen their children against the enemy's attack so that they could complete God's purpose and not wander away from him. We thank you that nothing is impossible for you. And finally, we pray that you'd fill each mother's heart this Mother's Day who's listening, fill their hearts with your joy and your peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you prayed the prayer today to commit your life to Jesus for the first time or to recommit your life, we'd like to pray for you and send you some helpful material. So please indicate that you prayed in the comments below or you can message us on Facebook or text uh, to the church uh, phone number. And uh, we'd love to help you and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Our stewardship scripture this week is from Luke chapter 12, verse 33. It says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so God wants us to use our finances, our treasure for God's kingdom, both as we provide for our families and as we support God's church so that our treasure, where it goes in our heart, are aligned with God's purpose. God's word tells us to give our tithes, which is 10% of our offering to support the local church and our offerings, which are given above our tithe to help support missions. Online giving is available at our website, lifechurchstlouis.org slash give. And checks can be mailed into the church office at 15036 Clayton Road, Chesterfield. 
I want to say thank you to all those who are continuing to faithfully give to support uh, our church, Life Church, and the missions as we're going through this unusual time. If you're watching these services live on Sunday at 10 a.m., I encourage you to click a link. Uh, click the link on uh, below the video to connect to a Sunday Zoom conference. It's going to be occurring uh, right after this message ends at about 10.30 a.m. on Sunday. We're going to have a time to discuss some of the things uh, in the message, uh, to, to fellowship a bit, and to pray for any needs. We also invite you to join us next week, which uh, will be here Sunday at 10 a.m. for the next message in our series, Church Without Walls, which is called For All People. So God bless. Have a blessed Mother's Day.